Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
Make this your resting place, Lord. Let's give me a heart tonight. Lord, we surrender our hearts to you. We surrender our hearts, Lord. Everything that we are, we surrender now, Lord. To you, Jesus. We surrender, Lord. Hear the voice. It's the voice of the one I love. He's calling my name. I hear you calling me, Jesus. I hear the voice. The voice of the one I love. He's calling my name. Can you hear him calling you? He's saying. Thank you. 
Now my cup overflows, oh Lord. Yes, my cup overflows, oh Lord. Yes, my cup overflows, oh Lord. It's surely goodness and mercy. It's gonna follow me. I 
got the words of life. So I'm running to your arms. I'm running after you, Jesus. Leaving everything behind, Lord. Everything that hinders me behind, Lord, I press on. I press on. I press on. To know you, Jesus. My prize and my joy. My joy and my song. Jesus, yeah. We'll just give the Lord praise tonight. We're running after you, Lord. We're running after you, Lord. We're running after you. Our joy, my soul, my delight, my strength, and my hope. My everything, I give you praise, Jesus. I give you praise, Lord. Yeah. 
at my door a lot lately. So I'm just using this as an anthem because it's the scripture. It talks about the one day. Better is the one day, one day in your house. And that tense of the wicked thing is the scripture right there. We'd rather be a doorkeeper. Think of your, think of, think of what it's like really when you're dwelling right in the grip of the wicked one. That grossness that grips our soul and robs us of life. This is an anthem, an anthem of freedom. I'd rather be a doorkeeper than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. I'd rather be a doorkeeper than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. I'd rather be a doorkeeper than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. I'd rather be a doorkeeper than to dwell in the tents of the wicked.
All right, praise God. Welcome back to another edition of Prayer International Radio. Just uh, had a moment of uh, silence there. Sorry about that. We I was muted. But I uh, just want to let you know, we are getting into the Word tonight. We just want to go over some things. I've, I've been talking about going deeper with the Holy Spirit, talking about the different names of the Spirit of God and some of his functions, some of the way he functions with the body of Christ and the way we're supposed to function with him a little bit. But you know, all 66 books of the Bible could be found talking about the Holy Spirit all throughout the Word of God. You'll see the Holy Spirit from Genesis to Revelations. You know, in the first chapter of Genesis, the Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord, talking about the Holy Spirit, moved upon the face of the deep. And if you really study every chapter of the Word of God, it's interesting how many references are made about the Holy Spirit. And in a lot of churches today, a lot of denominationalism or religious uh, theology, people seem to want to talk about Jesus and want to talk about the Word of God and God the Father. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit, they get very vague. It's almost like they want to just kind of leave certain parts of the Word of God alone. But you know, the Bible says that all Scripture is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, correction. And we would be instructed in righteousness. That all Scripture is God-breathed. So I think it's very important that we focus and have balance in our understanding of the Word of God. And the Bible says without foundations, that the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? So let's ask the Lord to bless us tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just ask, Lord God, your blessing upon your word tonight. We thank you, Father, for your word, for your Holy Scripture. We thank you, Father, for your Holy Spirit. Lord, we focus and we thank you, first and foremost, for the blood of Jesus Christ that washes us clean, saves us from our sin, and, and calls us righteous, delivers us into righteousness, Lord, that we could have access to your throne, O oh God, to the Holy of Holies, because of what your blood has done. We thank you, Lord, that salvation comes in no other name except the name of Jesus Christ. Father, right now, Lord, we just ask, Lord, you'd breathe on this word. You'd touch your people, Lord. We pray for Patricia. We pray for uh, the damsel ministry, Lord. We pray, Father, for, for everything you're doing, Lord. And we just give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Well, you know, we talk about the Holy Spirit a lot here on the show. We we focus on prayer quite a bit, but, you know, you'll hear us preach the cross, but we also want to talk about the function of the Spirit of God. You know, the Bible calls them the Spirit of life. Calls him the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Isaiah 11 talks about the spirit of counsel and might, spirit of understanding. Many different names. He's the spirit of grace and supplication. Spirit of grace and supplication in Zechariah 12. The spirit of grace, the spirit of glory in 1 Peter 14, chapter 4, verse 14. Spirit of adoption. John one twelve, but you know, 
the book of Acts, we call it the Acts of the Apostles, but really it was the Acts of the Holy Spirit working through these men and women of God. And you know, just like today, the Holy Spirit is pouring out on sons and daughters. He's raising up men and women to prophesy. He's raising up men and women to do mighty works in the name of Jesus Christ. And you know, Mark chapter 16, verse 17 and 18 says that they went forth and preached the word of God. In the spirit of God, the Lord confirmed the word with signs following. And we need to realize that Christianity today doesn't need to be about following signs. But Christianity today, as Christians today, we need to be about signs following us as we preach the word of God. We don't need to follow a sign. But if you're walking in the spirit of truth, you're walking in the spirit of power, if you're walking in the authority that God gave you as a son or daughter of the Most High God, you're going to walk in power. The signs of God are going to follow everything that, that the word of the Lord leads you to do. You can see God confirms his word. With signs following, how does he do that? Through the Holy Spirit. We need to realize that you know, as we understand God because of his names, we can understand the Holy Spirit by the works that he does. One of the greatest things the Holy Spirit does is change people. He changes people from the inside out. He changes their lives, their circumstances, their relationships, their perspectives. And you know, if you'll be open to what the Spirit of God has for you, he will change your life too. As I mentioned before, you can find the Holy Spirit the work of the Holy Spirit in every book of the Bible, all 66 books. We're going to focus on the book of Acts. It's a record of dramatic changes that happened in the lives of people, happened in the lives of the apostles. It happened in the lives of men and women because they had fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And as we have fellowship with the Holy Spirit, listen, we're going to grow in a relationship with him. I want to take the book of Acts. We're going to go chapter by chapter and show exactly what he can do in your life as you grow in your relationship with God, as you grow in that fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And when you welcome the Holy Spirit into your life, get ready for things to change. As you begin to pray, the promises of God can become a reality for you. And that's what we want here in this ministry. We want to see people encounter and experience the glory and the presence of God. They need to experience the life-changing power of the Holy Spirit. It all comes through having a relationship with Christ. See, he's the Spirit of Christ. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. We're not talking about any other spirit here. We're not talking about any other name. He's the name above every name. But the truth is, is that he is moving today. Acts chapter 1, just before Jesus returned to heaven, he told his apostles. Now, I'm going to kind of briefly uh, go over these. You can read these at home. We'll touch on a couple of verses. Sometimes I read chapter by chapter. But tonight I just want to kind of skim the surface a little bit and give you some, some food for thought so you can go home or while you're at home or in your office or wherever you're at, you can get into the Word of God, pick it apart, and let the Holy Spirit breathe on it and make it alive in your heart. But you know, Acts chapter 1, just before Jesus went to heaven, he told his apostles, 
not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. Acts 1, verse 4, he said, John truly baptized you with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. That was Acts 1 through 5, actually, 1 and 5. But the Lord's instructions for them were kind of difficult for the apostles to understand. They understood what it meant to fellowship with Jesus, but they had no understanding of what it meant to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. There was no concept of it there. They knew what the miracles and the signs and wonders that Jesus did, but when it came to the Holy Spirit, they were sort of clueless at the time. Listen, the Holy Spirit takes you beyond your hearing with your ears. And he helps you listen with your heart. The Holy Spirit gives you understanding that comes from listening with your heart. Spiritual hearing. Also, in addition to the knowledge that comes from listening with your ears or your physical hearing, you know, the Holy Spirit, he does, he opens up your spiritual ears. So the first thing I want to focus on in Acts chapter 1 is he changes the way that you hear. He changes the way that you hear. Number two, Acts chapter two. And you can read Acts chapter one and just kind of get an idea. Number two, he changes the way that you speak. Acts chapter two. The focus here is he changes the way that you speak. Listen, when the Holy Spirit came upon the apostles, they began to change their speech. Acts 2, 4 says, they begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now we know that, yes, this is talking about a manifested gift that came upon these men and women. But listen, he changes the way that you speak. Listen to what happened. When they received the power at Pentecost, Peter declared the message of Christ. Now we're talking about a man who denied Christ three times. We're talking about a man that was a cussing sailor a fisherman talking about a man that was drawing swords out and cutting off the ears of soldiers prior to his Pentecostal experience. But listen, Peter declared the message of Christ and 3,000 people were added to the church in one day. If you check out Acts 2, chapter 41, the deal is, is the Holy Spirit overflowed from them out into the world. The Holy Spirit inspired these men and women to praise and glorify God, not only in their own tongues, but in new languages. And in the process, he tamed their tongues, he freed their spirits, he renewed their minds, he refreshed their bodies, and he gave them a boldness and a power to witness. But the Holy Spirit will change the way that you speak. He changed the way that Peter spoke. He went from denying Christ to confessing Christ. He went from speaking in his Hebrew language to speaking in other tongues. And of course, we're not just talking about the gift of tongues, but we're talking about your speech in general. The Holy Spirit will change the way that you speak. Number three, let's go to Acts chapter three. We'll skim through it. He changes your appearance. He changes the way you look. He changes your countenance, however you want to term it, but he'll change your appearance. Have you ever noticed when you see people with a strong anointing? When people have a strong anointing of the Holy Spirit, they look younger, regardless of their age. Their eyes sparkle. They have physical strength. There's just a a newness. There's just an exuberance, just a difference.
difference about them. They just radiate with the presence of the Lord. This is what happens to men and women that have a great anointing of the Spirit of God on their life and their ministry. You know, after Peter and John were filled with the Holy Spirit, they went to the temple gate and they see this beggar. And he asked him for money. And the first words that they spoke to him were, look on us. Think about it. Acts chapter 3, verse 4. Acts chapter 3, verse 4. He says, look on us. They knew that the look of power and boldness had come upon them because of God's presence. They knew that the life of the Holy Spirit was on the inside of them. He changed the way they looked on the outside in their whole countenance. Think about it. Their whole countenance reflected the inner work of God's presence. Instead of giving them money, Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I to thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. This is Acts 3, verse 6. Listen, the crippled beggar, he just jumped to his feet. He ran running and leaping and praising God And when people saw what occurred Acts 3.10 says that they were filled with wonder and amazement At the thing that happened to them The presence of the Lord makes a difference in your life The Holy Spirit will change the way you look The Holy Spirit will change your countenance Acts 4 the Holy Spirit will change your behavior. The Holy Spirit will change your behavior. Look, it's really hard to explain what happens when, when the anointing of the Holy Spirit comes upon me, or anybody for that matter. It, it's hard to describe, but what it does, it can change you into a different man. It can change you into a different woman. You can go from feeling unmotivated to motivated. You can go from feeling kind of inferior to superior. You can go from feeling kind of down and out to bold. You can become fearless without apprehension. Everything can change in that moment. Time when the Holy Spirit, when the anointing of the Spirit comes upon a person. Look, I know personally that the Holy Spirit can change my behavior. When the anointing of the Holy Spirit anoints me, it changes everything from flesh to spirit. When the Holy Spirit anoints a man or woman for service, it can change the way that they act or think. I've seen and listened to Services that I've that I've done at times, not very many, because there's not very many recorded. Of course, I've listened to myself preach on the radio and and seen a few uh, sessions or video sessions. And sometimes I'm I'm kind of in awe about the word of God that comes out of my mouth. Um, you know, I'm like, wow. And the Lord uses it to minister to me. I'm a different person when I'm under the anointing. I'm a different person when I'm under the boldness of the Holy Spirit. There's a boldness and authority that comes upon a person when they're under the anointing of the Spirit of God. 
and you can tell the difference. You can be carnally minded or you can be spiritually minded. One is life and peace and one is death, and you can see the difference in a person. It's night and day. I can see that about myself. I can see that in my wife. I can see that in many different men and women of God. When we're talking about Peter and John and what happened to them at the day of Pentecost, look, they were drastically changed. Instead of fearing the Jews, they were proclaiming the message of the gospel with confidence. Acts 4.13 says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. They marveled. They took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Look, they knew. They were like, hey, these guys are ignorant men, but wait a minute. They've been with the Lord. We can see something's happened here. Because of the change in these men, people realized that they had been with Jesus. And when you've been with Jesus, people will see a change in you and realize something different is going on in your life. That's the anointing of the Holy Spirit on a person's life. It'll change your behavior. Look, a relationship with the Holy Spirit gives you gifts of the Spirit. It'll give you boldness. It'll give you a boldness to come before God. It'll give you a boldness against the devil. And then it'll give it, you a boldness to come before other people. You know what gave David the courage to do battle against the Goliath, against the giant? The Holy Spirit. You know what gave Paul the boldness to stand before King Agrippa? Who? The Holy Spirit. When he insisted that Jesus is still alive, it was God's Holy Spirit. And God is still in the business of changing people's behavior through the power of the Holy Spirit. And he'll change your behavior too if you'll get into his presence, if you'll allow his glory to saturate your life. Acts chapter 5. He'll change your experiences. Look, Peter's new friend here Although he may have been invisible to everybody else, it was a reality to Peter. Although it may not be apparent to everybody else, if you're in the Lord, you're, the Holy Spirit will be your friend. The Holy Spirit will be a reality to you if you allow him to. Here Peter was telling the Sanhedrin, which was the supreme Jewish court at the time, we are his witnesses of these things. And so is also the Holy Ghost whom God has given to them that obey him, Acts 5.32. And if you'll obey God, God will give you and and saturate you and baptize you and fill you with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of Christ. The disciples do not say we are his witnesses, or so are the soldiers who were there. They said, so is the Holy Ghost whom God gave them that obeyed him. They knew that the Holy Spirit was a reality. The Holy Spirit was real to them. The evidence of his presence in their lives was present and real to them and everybody that was watching. Hebrews 2, 4 says, God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders and with divers miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. 
these men and these women were actually seeing part of the power that Jesus had promised. The power that he promised to them, the person that he promised to them before he ascended to heaven. Look at Acts 1.8. Wait until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Remember, John truly baptized you in water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence, not many days from now. That was the promise. And God fulfilled his promise by sending the Holy Spirit. And God will fulfill his promise in your life too by sending the Holy Spirit. It's a wonderful thing to have the Holy Spirit as your friend and your companion. It's a wonderful thing to experience the reality of his glory and his presence each and every day. It's a wonderful thing to open up your ears and to hear his voice. And he promises to be with you until the ends of the earth. And lo, I am with you even to the ends of the earth. Acts chapter 6. He'll change your position. He'll change your position. Look, it's impossible to predict where you're going to walk with the Holy Spirit. As the wind blows where it will, so is everyone that is led by the Spirit of God. That's what Jesus said. Whenever you let the Holy Spirit lead, you're never going to know what you're in for next. Let's look at Stephen, and and I talked about this stuff the other night, but I just wanted to go back over it. Look at Stephen's story, recorded in the book of Acts. Really good example. You can read Acts chapter 6. We'll use Acts chapter 6 right now as our text. But listen, this guy was a deacon. He was active in the church. Prior to being an apostle, he was a deacon. Listen, Stephen was just active in the church. He was a man full of the Holy Spirit and faith. And it was apparent that the Holy Spirit was moving in a great way. He wasn't just touching the preachers, but he was also touching the laymen. In other words, it wasn't just up to the ministers, but the people in the church that were full of faith and full of power. The Bible says that Stephen was a man full of faith and power, and he did wonders and miracles among the people, Acts chapter 6, verse 8. How did this man move from his position as a layman to a position in ministry as an usher or administrator, and then all of a sudden he's an evangelist? First he's a greeter, first he's on the board, then next thing you know he's laying hands on people, moving in power, moving doing miracles, signs, and wonders. How? Because he had fellowship with the Holy Spirit. His position was changed. Because he had fellowship, the Holy Spirit gave him authority. Because he had fellowship, the Holy Spirit gave him power. And all of a sudden, his position was changed. His position was changed. Look, members of the synagogue began to argue with Stephen. They couldn't resist the wisdom and the spirit that that he spoke by. Read Acts 6, verse 10. They could not resist it. 
He had a new position, a new authority in ministry. And the Holy Spirit can give you a new position and a new authority if you'll allow him to do this in your life. Acts chapter 7. We're going to stop after 7 and go back into worship for a little bit. He'll change your vision. He'll change the way you see. He'll change your vision, your perspective, your viewpoint. Like a relationship with the Holy Spirit will change what you see and how you see. Instead of looking down, you'll start looking up. You'll begin to see things differently than you do now. You'll start to have understanding and perspective a lot different than you have right now. Talking about Stephen again. He looks this guy was about to be carried through the streets of Jerusalem, tied up, and then thrown they were gonna throw rocks at him. He was gonna be stoned for his faith. But listen, right in the middle of it the Holy Spirit gives him this vision. The Bible says that he being full of the Holy Ghost looked steadfastly into heaven. And he saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God at seven verse fifty five. Right in the middle of this crisis, he gets this vision. He gets this glorious vision of Jesus. And all of a sudden, he starts to see differently. And a peace came over him. And a calm came over him. Most people would be freaking out. Not Stephen. Why? Because he was looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of his faith. And if you're going to get a new perspective, if you're going to see differently, if you're going to get that heavenly perspective... But Colossians 3, chapter chapter 3, verse 2 says, Set your affections on things above and not on things of the earth. This is the kind of vision that God desires for his people to have. And the Holy Spirit is able to impart it to you. Set your affections on things above and not on things of the earth. You've got to get earthly out of the picture and get heavenly. Get the temporal out of the picture and, and look at the things that are eternal. And God wants us to look unto Jesus, the author, and the finisher of our faith. So the Holy Spirit will change your perspective. He'll change your vision. He'll change your position. He'll change the way you speak. He'll change the way you hear. He'll change the way you behave. He'll make you into a different man or a different one. Carnally minded one minute. And spiritually minded the next. You can be in the flesh one minute and be in the spirit. It happened to Peter. It happened to Peter. We're going to go into another song. And then we're going to get back into the word and kind of wrap it up. But we're going to do some worship for a little bit. This is Prayer International Radio. You can check us out at www.prayerinternational.org. Call in number 619-638-8458. We're going through the book of Acts tonight, talking about the, the way the Holy Spirit works in the life of a believer, the way God can work in your life if you'll allow the Holy Spirit to come in and transform your life. Look, the Holy Spirit is a reality. God's glory is a reality. We want it to be a reality for you too. So 
Open up your heart. Open up your heart. And God works from the inside out.
so important, people of God, to get into the very presence of God. Nothing else matters now. In fact, I want you to find yourself right in the Holy of Holies. I see His presence. I'm in his presence. While I'm there thanking him, I know that I have a right. Whatever I need, he will supply. I believe tonight somebody just wants him to open up the windows of heaven for you. Let it rain. Send down your blessings, Lord. I just need you to move in this place tonight. I just need you to move in this place tonight. He's doing it right now. Hallelujah. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. Let it rain. of heaven let it rain let it rain help me somebody say it tonight
All right, well, praise God. Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Just taking some time to worship the Lord again. You know, we were teaching, or I was teaching earlier, on the first seven chapters of the book of Acts. Just kind of skimming the surface, kind of mulling through it. Just kind of want to recap a little bit for anybody that missed what we were talking about. But you know, I mentioned that the Holy Spirit can be found in every book of the Bible. Every chapter of the Bible, as you begin to look into it, you'll see that the work of the Holy Spirit is present. The most recent book that really explains the activity of the Holy Spirit would be the book of Acts. We call it the Acts of the Apostles or the Acts of the Holy Spirit. It was the way the Spirit of God interacted with people, worked with people, the way people worked with the Spirit of God in what we call the New Testament church. Now, a lot of people call this a certain dispensation, and they say that when the Bible was completed, this, this went away, but, you know, that's not true. The Holy Spirit is still working with his people today in our present-day, everyday living. Men and women that are submitted and yielded and open to the Spirit of God are experiencing his presence, experiencing his glory. They're hearing his voice. They're experiencing miracles, signs, and wonders, blessings that many times go far beyond our human reasoning and our human understanding. The work of the Holy Spirit, we talked about Acts chapter 1, he'll change the way that you hear. He gave some scripture. Acts chapter 2, he'll change the way that you speak. Acts chapter 3 clearly points out that he'll change your appearance. He'll change your countenance. Acts 4, he changes your behavior. And, of course, we got into this. I'm just recapping because I want to go over another chapter before we close out today. But Acts chapter 4, he changes your behavior. Feel free to read. Read these chapters at home. Read these chapters in your office. Read these chapters in your Bible reading time. And you'll see what I'm talking about. In Acts chapter 5, he, he changes your experience. In Acts chapter 6, he changes your position. He took Stephen from a mere deacon, just a layman in the church. And because of his fellowship and his, his experiences and his relationship with the Holy Spirit, he began to do signs and wonders. And he became one of, known as one of the great apostles. A great man, full of faith and power, the Bible says. Acts chapter 7 says that he'll change, the Holy Spirit will change your vision, he'll change your perspective. He'll change the way that you see things. We mentioned Colossians 3, 2, says Paul gave advice, and his advice was, if you want to get a new perspective, 3, verse 2 of Colossians says, Set your affection on things above, not on the things of the earth. You've got to get a heavenly vision, a heavenly focus. I want to talk about Acts chapter 8. You know, I'm sure throughout your lifetime you've met Christians that didn't have any tact. They didn't have any wisdom when it came to dealing with people that did not know the Lord. But God is concerned with timing and God is concerned with tact. He wants us to do things in the right time. He wants us to do things in the right way. We have to have an uncommon discernment about the way that we handle people, the way that we handle situations, the way that we handle things 
Well, a lot of times we can do more harm than good. I've found this to be true in my own life. When I'm not led by the Spirit of God, when I say things out of order, when I do things that are not uh, approved of God, it can cause more hindrance and cause more problems to God doing his work in a person's life or in my own life than I could ever imagine. And I believe this is true among all Christians. Let's take Acts chapter 8. We're on our eighth point, that he'll change your discernment. You've got to have a discerning heart. You've got to have an understanding about the way you're to do things. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes there's a time and a season, a time and a purpose for everything. And so here Philip is in the eighth chapter, and he's in the desert. And the perfect moment comes for him to witness to an Ethiopian. The Spirit, the Bible says it like this, quote, The Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join yourself to this chariot. And Philip ran. You can fill in the blanks. Read the rest of it. Acts chapter 8, verse 29 and 30. Philip knew the voice of God so well that when the Spirit said, Now, he responded instantly. He responded without hesitation. And sometimes when when we're told by God to do something now, we have to obey immediately. Delayed obedience can be disobedience in God's kingdom. Sometimes you can miss your moment, and you may never get another moment. He didn't want to miss the opportunity. You know, during Apostle Paul's journey, He didn't want to witness the people until he knew that they were ready for it. And if you read the book of Acts, it, it says that once he was on a ship that was headed for Rome and a violent storm erupted. Now keep in mind, if he had witnessed to these unbelievers when there was no tempest in their lives, they probably would have just turned a deaf ear. But Paul had the right words. And more than that, he was sensitive to to turn the right time. Acts chapter 27 says this. He spoke of the angel of God, whose I am, and whom I serve, saying, Fear not. God says, Fear not. He told him, Look, don't be afraid. He says, Look, the angel of God told me, Don't be afraid. Here they are in the middle of the storm on this boat. And these guys are freaking out. They're fretting. They're fearful. Paul comes along with a fear not. Thus saith the Lord. Basically what he told them is, look, God's going to protect anyone that sails with me, anyone that's on the boat with me, God's going to protect you. So he knew. He He took a moment. He took an opportunity he took a circumstance and he turned it into an opportunity. He he knew timing. And sometimes we have to know the timing of the Lord. We're not supposed to trust our own judgment. But we've got to pray for the Holy Spirit to give us discernment. We've got to follow his guidance. We've we got to understand his leading. And he'll lead us. He'll lead us in the things of God. 
Well, it looks like we got a caller. I'm gonna I'm gonna tap in here. I just noticed that we got uh, a caller on the line. It looks like we've got Mr. Wayne in the chat room, so God bless you. Let's see what we got going on here. Hey, this is Prayer International. And this is Little White Time. Hey, brother. We got Brother Ron. How you doing, Brother Ron? I'm traveling. Headed for Louisiana by the way of Dallas. Oh, wow. Well, praise the Lord. I, I just saw you in there. Sorry about that. I didn't even know you were, you know, I had the chat room open. I couldn't see the switchboard for a minute, so I wasn't sure you, you were even, I didn't know who, if anybody was called in. I just happened to switch over and look. But um, yeah. well, how's your traveling going, right. brother? I called once, and, and they shut me down, and so I called again, and I just get on for the last 30 minutes. Okay. Well, we've been doing music pretty much the last 30, but I, I did some teaching earlier, and uh, we were just going through the book of Acts, talking about the, the way, I, I think you might have heard some of the recaps, but, uh, just, you know, yeah. I'm just going to ran back through it briefly, just in case anybody missed it. But, uh, well, how have you been? Been pretty good. Good. I, I'm fixing to take a vacation. Well, that's good. That's, everybody needs one. Well, no, anything I, in mind? Any any destination plans? When I was when I was in Dallas, I was on my big long trip, and and uh, I run finally ended up with sixty one hundred miles on that trip. Wow. Well, praise God. Well, brother Ron, uh, anything we can pray for you about tonight? I just. Pray for everybody. I, for me, just pray for my trip. All right, well, we can do that. Well, let's lift you up. Um, you know, we've got you. I've actually got you patched in live, so um, I just went ahead and clicked over and um, just figured we'd pray and you know just see what you had to share if you had anything on your mind. But um, what uh, when when are you coming through Dallas, or have you already been through? No, I just left Oklahoma City a little while ago. I was I was wanting to get into Dallas so I'd get into church tomorrow, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. I've okay. been I've been up all day today, and I finally left flying about four o'clock, and and but I, I was really wanting to get into Dallas so I could be out there get into church, but like I said, I don't know if it's going to yeah. happen or not. I hear you. Well, let's just pray that the Lord would order your steps and, and just whatever he has for you on your journey. I know it's going to be blessed. And we know you're a child of the Most High God, and he you know, He blesses his children, and your steps are ordered. So I'm just going to pray a prayer for you. And, Let's just uh, go before the Lord for a minute. Well, Father, Lord, I just thank you for Brother Ron. Lord, I thank you for this man of God. Lord, you're you're traveling. You're 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 bringing him from state to state. Lord, across the continental United States. Lord, and we just thank you for his life. We thank you for his faith and his just his desire for you, Father God. And Lord, right now, Father, we just ask your blessing be upon him. Lord, that your will 
would be done in his life and that your kingdom would come in his life, Father. The Lord, he would just have a, such a sense of your presence as he's with you, Lord, traveling, Father, that you would just fill that, that truck up with the Holy Spirit, Lord, and it would become a sanctuary for him. That it would become a sanctuary for him, Lord, that just a resting place, a place where he can rest, Lord. And, Father, we just pray, Lord God, your angels would surround him, Lord, as he is on his journey, Lord, to Louisiana. Father, we pray, Lord God, that you would just open him up to the voice of your spirit, just keep his spiritual ears open, keep his spiritual eyes open, Father God. Lord, we pray for strength as he's driving and traveling. Lord, keep him awake on the road, Father God. Father, we just pray you keep him out of harm's way, Lord, and protect him, Lord, in a, in a mighty way, Lord. And Father, Lord, as he is, is planning and getting ready for this vacation, Lord, we pray, Father God, that you would refresh him, that you would renew him, that you would refuel him, Lord God. Just give him a new motivation. Give him a new joy. Give him a new outlook and a new perspective, just a just a, a newness, Father God, a new passion for life, Lord. And Father, just, just give him a, a plan for this year, Lord God, that uh, he can run after with all of his heart, Lord. Father, we pray that you give him divine appointments along the way, Lord, at every stop in every state, Lord, wherever he goes. Father God, just bring people along his path that would uh, just encourage him in the things of God or, or maybe somebody that needs to be encouraged, Lord, just use him as your spokesman, Lord, that he could just speak a word to him or just share or just give him a smile or a hello or whatever he does, Lord, that would just make their day, Father. And Lord, we just pray, Father, that just such a sense of peace and such a sense of, of just destiny would rest on him, Lord God. And Father, I thank you, Lord, for my brother, Lord. I thank you for having the privilege of meeting him, Lord. I pray for more opportunities in our future, Lord God, that we could get together, Lord, and just have fellowship. And, Father, I pray, Lord God, in Jesus' name, Lord, that, that you just continually provide for him with, with plenty of work, Lord God. And once again, Lord, just let him make the most of this vacation time, Lord, this time to rest, this time to be refilled. Lord, we just thank you, Lord God, for everything in his life. Lord, I pray for healing. Lord God, over, over those legs, over those knees, Lord. Father, in Jesus' name, that you would strengthen him, Lord God, and he would just have a, a noticeable difference, Lord, in, in his physical body, Father. Lord, we thank you that you are a healer. We thank you that you're working in his life, Lord. Father, build his face up. Lord, build his motivation for you up, Lord God. And Lord, we thank you that you're maturing him and growing him up in the things of God. And, Lord, if, if he has a chance, Lord, to fellowship or get to a church somewhere, Lord, work that out for him. And if not, Lord, bring your church to him, Lord. Bring your presence to him wherever he is. And we just ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 I, uh, praise God well. Yeah, go ahead. Are you going, are you going to be able to go to Kissington, Kansas and check out that church? Well, I'm I'm in the process. We had a, a few things come up, but I'm uh, we're we're trying to get ready. We've been actually packing and and getting ready for a move, but we're going to try to hopefully get up there within the next few weeks. I've got to send some information up to us uh, to see how that goes. But um, so hopefully everything will go good, and um, you know I need to kind of get on the ball. I'm so busy with yeah. Keep praying for it and. Uh, 
I like, I like to things that can get you closer to home. <laughs> there you go. Well, hopefully we can, man. I'm, I'm hoping something good happens. Well, listen, we just hit the 12 o'clock mark. I've got to close out the show. Um, if you uh, if you want, give me a shout. When are you going to be in the Dallas or coming through Dallas? Well, I'm, I'm 100. I just now passed the 159-mile marker. I, if I can find a place to go to bed, I'm going to go to bed. But if I can't, I'm just going to keep driving until I get, you know, in there. I got you. Are you coming back through uh, from from Louisiana through I, Dallas? Or are you coming up? I have a feeling I will. I don't know, but I have a feeling I will. Okay. Well, um, man, let us just kind of let us know where you're at, what's going on, and um, if we can try to figure something out, we will. And uh, you know, just kind of keep us posted where you're at and. I know what's going on, and we'll try to like plan something to work something out. So, have you got your telephone where it'll answer? Uh, where the, where you can hear it now? Yeah, uh, but most of the time. But I'm, I'm getting better about calling people back real quick if I miss it. So, we'll uh, we'll, we'll try to get that one worked out. And I apologize for for the last time on how that worked that out. Does. But um, at least you don't have know, one. Yeah. Dial for you. What's that? At least you don't have a telephone to dial for you automatically. Yeah, no. Mine's been dialing for me lately. Well, mine's been calling people that I didn't even know it was calling lately. So (laughs) mine will just start calling people out at something about the uh, the lock on my phone that doesn't want to work. But who knows? But, uh, well, listen, we're going to close out the show. Um, in fact, we've probably gone past, but um, I've got to uh, kind of check out the chat room and stuff. But just give me a shout. Um, you know, let me know when you're coming through Dallas or whatever, and if, or if you're coming back through, however that works, and just kind of keep me posted. And um, we'll just kind of go from there. But uh, we'll, we're going to be praying for you, and um, if we can try to coordinate something, we, we sure will. Okay. All right, Rob. All right, you have a blessed time. All right, All right. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.